0: even hold y'all i'm just roof done died bitch. we got a plan of fumes sister ruth ginsburg done die 87 years old lord have mercy she lived a long life you know she fought for women's rights or whatever you know women equality eh. lord appointed back in 1993 Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, has died at 87 years old. And y'all, who finna bring the potato salad to the fume? We gotta play in the fume, bitch. Who finna bring the check soda? Somebody gotta bring the, the Publix fried chicken. Like, this is a mess. <laughs> who finna sing Amazing Grace? amazing grace you know you gotta sing it with the grace let me tell you something ruth ginsburg dying right before this upcoming election is a scheme that todd set up to come to us with the bullshit. I'm I'm letting y'all know right now, it was a scheme that Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit. Matter of fact, it was a scheme that Senator bitch McConnell set up to come to us with the bullshit, cause bitch, Roof body ain't even cold yet. And this motherfucker already planning the next nomination. And we all know that her dying wish, her dying wish was that we would wait to the next motherfucking inauguration. But nah, you got Senator Mitch. Let me tell you something. Senator bitch McConnell. You flat-footed, albino, seal-faced, hot dog neck-ass bitch. You knew de- Ruth ain't even in her grave yet. We don't even know if we gonna give her a ground burial. We don't know if we gonna put her in a wall. Shit, we don't even know if we gonna burn her ass and make ashes. And you know what I'm saying? Spread them over the Hudson. And you already pushing for for the next nomination. Uh, uh-uh, I'm going to need you to keep the same motherfucking energy you had back in 2016 when Barack Obama was trying to push his nomination through. Remember that, motherfucker? Remember how you blocked that? And here's the thing. You got Ted Cruz Tom back. He want President Sunkiss to nominate somebody this week. I mean, these motherfuckers are not wasting any time. And they have the upper hand because right now Republicans have the majority. To push justice through, the Senate majority gets to to have the upper hand. And right now they have the upper hand. And the rule has been since 2013 that the majority has to say so. So Democrats, being the minority, they don't have the power to block. If Trump should have a nominee, if Trump comes out with a nomination a day, if Trump says, I want to nominate Kanye West to be Supreme Court Justice, bitch, we fucked. Cause they could do that shit because we're the minority and we can't do anything. So y'all better pray to God. Something happened. I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, Lord God, everybody catching Corona, but the people who need to catch it, Jesus, I know I shouldn't say that. Lord, I know I'm Christian. I believe I love God. Do you love God? What's wrong with you? I know God, I should not say that, but damn, you know, Corona just passed around. She making her rounds, but she ain't really making her rounds. I'm not saying she not doing her thing, but she ain't doing her thing, okay? And, <laughs> y'all, this is about to be a shit show. Um, you know, the Democrats talking about they ready to go to war, bitch. They said, listen, they will riot. They will riot <laughs> if a nomination comes through, bitch. It's about to be a show motherfucking down. It's about to be a mess. This is a mess. And, again... This is a reminder why we need to vote, y'all. Like, I don't know how many times I can stress this, but voting is very fucking important. You know, not just voting in the main election, but voting year round, voting in local elections, voting in everything. We need to be voting because these are the people that we're letting be appointed um, by not voting. And, of course, you know, we we know voter suppression is real. Voter suppression is real. We know that elections get stolen, which is why Andrew Gillum was not made the governor of Florida, as he should have been, instead of Ron DeSantis. Time by, he lost by half of a point. What was it? Half of a point? Half of a, half of a percentage? What the fuck is half of a percentage? But we'll get to Andrew in a minute. Um, y'all, I can't stress this enough. I, I'm probably going to say this every podcast episode um, even after the election that we need to be voting. Um, so speaking of voting, speaking of how white people be stealing elections, let's talk about Andrew Gillum. Um, I know last week we touched on him for a little bit and I really wanted to come back and talk about this because this past week, Andrew and, um, and his wife, RJ, sat down with Tamron Hall, and they had a very, very good interview, in my opinion, okay, this is my opinion, because <laughs> I got a lot of backlash for my views on how great the interview was um, on Twitter, um, and I'm going to get into that, but they sat down with Tamron Hall, and... They talked about the incident in the hotel room. They talked about their relationship. They talked about their marriage. It was just very revealing to me and it really got me to thinking about bisexuality when it comes to men, specifically black men. Bisexuality and the erasure of bisexuality in the black community and my question for this podcast, or I guess my subject is: Can a man be bisexual? Can a black man specifically be bisexual? Why is it so hard for people to believe a black man when he says he is bisexual? I ask that because, again, you know, I got a lot of I got a lot of feedback from my tweets on Andrew Gillum. A lot of it came from black men, and a lot of it came from black women, too. You know, black women were angry, um, rightfully so, um, because, hmm, well, maybe I shouldn't say rightfully so, but I can understand why. Um, Black women were upset with Andrew because, you know, to to the public, it seemed like he cheated on his wife, basically, that night that's in question where where we saw him face down ass up. (laughs) I mean, he wasn't face down ass up, but metaphorically, he was face down ass up um, in that hotel room with them white men. Remember I told you, keep white men's, white peoples out of our business. And I done told y'all in the last podcast, I find white men to be very, very messy And um, this Andrew Gillum story just was an example of that for me. But where should I start? Okay. Why is it so hard for... Well, you know what? First, let me start here. Let me start here. Do you think that Andrew Gillum was forced to come out? Or should he have been transparent from the get-go because of his role in public service. And, you know, I asked that question on my Twitter and I got a lot of feedback um, from it. Um, I got a little bit of both. Um, And I, I feel that as I was watching a lot of my LGBTQ friends tweet, they felt that he was forced, right? And here's why I agree that he was forced. Andrew Gillum was forced to talk about his sexuality, obviously because the pictures, the reports, you know, all the murmuring about what happened that night. He had to address that, especially if he wanted to move forward as a politician. And um, when you watch the interview, you you Andrew and his wife talk about how his career in public service really started to to deteriorate their marriage. You know, she felt like she didn't have her husband anymore. She had to share her husband with the public. And she talked about how, you know, him losing was actually what she thought would kind of be a blessing in disguise because she would get her husband back. But when he lost, he just lost it like he lost where he was as a person he fell deep into drinking and he fell into you know doing things that you know probably to the public eye he wasn't supposed to be doing he wasn't supposed to be out here with in different hotel rooms with different dudes different niggas doing whatever doing you know whatever the public thought he was doing um and You know, so that night really sent what was already a deteriorating marriage into overdrive. Like it sent it, it it put a bigger dagger into their marriage. And, And even Andrew was talking about how, you know, after the election, he just became so cold. Like he said he would be agitated by his own kids and. This is one of the reasons why I love this interview because a lot of politicians don't really talk about how, you know, politics just takes over. Like, public, when, whenever you're in public service, that shit infests everything. Like, you no longer are yourself. You're no longer just a husband and a father. You everybody husbands, you everybody daddy, you everybody, you know, comrade, you everybody role model like you're for everybody. You are now the public's property and you know, him talking about how that had such a negative effect on him, his marriage, his wife, his kids. Like, I really liked how transparent they were about that. And I I, I I really liked it because, especially because he's black. And, you know, being a black father, that is something that we really cherish in our communities. We know what black fatherhood typically looks like in black in, in, just in the black community. And so when you have someone of Andrew Gillum's caliber talking about how he was a shitty dad, like that's big, that's transparent. And I feel like that's a conversation that a lot of us just need to have. Like, And I liked that. Um, but also he talks about the night in question. And of course, y'all know how I feel about the night in question. It was a scheme that Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit. And I just really wanna play a quick clip um, from the interview. Man, there's so many good clips. If you get a chance, if you haven't watched the Andrew Gillum interview with Tamron Hall, please watch it when you get a chance. It's really, really good. Um, This first clip, he talks about how um, he was basically set up. And I wanna play this clip because I wanna talk about how I feel that him being set up forced him to come out and talk about his sexuality. Um, Let me see. Let me get to the clip.
1: Waking up to the tweet and then later bracing myself after seeing the shocking photos of this rising political star.
2: Probably should have withheld not knowing folks. Why wouldn't you go
1: and meet your friends?
2: I don't trust my judgment in that moment anyway.
1: So you were going... You left the bar at one hotel. So he was at the bar at one hotel. Now he went a to a hotel on, home to, to go meet a friend. And I get there and I have
2: another drink. Um, this one's uh, prepared for me. And the last memory I have is sitting there drinking. The next memory that I have is I am in a bathroom mm. with no clothes on. Mm. With five police officers and... The EMT worker said, um, "Your friend had an overdose."
0: Child. When I
2: heard overdose, I thought dead. And they asked me, "Did you take anything?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't take anything." I, um, I said I was drinking earlier, but you know that was it. He says, "Are you aware that you have been vomiting? That that you could have choked on your vomit?" I said, Lord. "No." I Even
1: like, now, you don't know what
2: happened. And now I have no idea what happened with three hours.
1: Had you only had alcohol that night?
2: That's all I had. That's all I had that night No drugs no drugs.
1: Who else was in the room other than the two of you
2: That was it all I knew in the officers. at the time at the time that I had last consciousness it was only two of us.
1: two in the room when you lost consciousness wow. when you regained consciousness
2: you it was everybody
1: police was your friend still there? No. So mm-hmm. your friend is the person that allegedly overdosed? Correct. Mm. Not
2: there. It was at this point, after midnight, the lieutenants then say, oh, we'll give you a ride over to you know, your hotel.
1: What was the conversation like with them to the hotel?
2: Um, quite interesting. Uh, I remember them saying, we know who you are. Mm. And I'm thinking, if there is a potential crime that has happened here, certainly there ought to be more going on, which is why my first call was to my family to let them know Likely, you're gonna have to meet me at the police station or whatever it is. So this thought you're
1: going to be arrested?
2: I, I wasn't sure. I, well, there would not have been a reason for me to be arrested, but I was thinking I would, at the very least, be a witness. Somebody would ask me what what happened, right. and mm. I would have to tell them and that kind of thing. You know, you know what I knew, uh, but none of that happened. Mm. It just took me to. My so hotel, I just want to take y'all I, even back. Now you were aware that you.
0: I just want to take y'all gone. back to the hotel. Have been
2: vomiting, overdose. If, that I have is I am in a bathroom with no clothes on with five police officers and the EMT worker said, "Um, your friend had an overdose.
0: So I just want to take y'all back. So basically, Andrew was down to the South Beach, full Line, kick in, going from one place to the next, you know what I'm saying, fucking. (laughs) let's just be real he was meeting up with his fuck buddies his homeboys whatever you know and they was they was about to have one of those miami nights i already done told y'all a miami night this is regular this is regular waking up with dick in your mouth that's a miami night that's how you know your miami night went good if you wake up with hennessy and dick breath you had a south beach night so that's, he was, that's what they were gearing up to do. Have them a good old South Beach night. And so his last stop is to his homeboy's hotel room. They start drinking. The next thing you know, he wakes up three hours later in his own vomit in the bathtub. Okay? With the friend that he knew having had overdosed. And he's being told this by the EMT workers. So... For me, this was a scheme that Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit. Cause see, here's the thing. So, he goes into this hotel room. It's only him and one guy. Did the guy who overdosed, was he the person who took pictures of Andrew Gillum? You know, and then there were these all these tweets um, from sources that were not credible that talked about other people being present like what to me it just sounds like a like a scheme that Todd set up it sounds like he was set up and um another thing too is you know if you listen to the sound bite he did not have he did not take any drugs okay he was he was not found to have any drugs and later on in the interview he talks about how a couple of uh, three days later he was taken to rehab he was fully drug tested and you know with those drug tests they find drugs in your system for months he was found clean so he was not on drugs so basically those pictures were staged with him being passed out drunk and I'm thinking to myself I mean, was it possible that there was something else in his drink that would have not been detected? Like, it just sounds like he was set up. It just sounds like he was set up. And another thing that makes me feel as though he was set up. So, you know, the police arrive. They don't arrest him. They take him home. What was the reason for those pictures to even be brought out? It was a set up. He was set the fuck up. And... Because he was set up, he was now forced to talk about his sexuality. Of course, at first, he denied, he denied, he denied everything. And a lot of people who were tweeting me, because I was like, yo, I'm really, really happy about him coming out and talking about sexuality. You know, that's a black king right there. Some people are oh, how the fuck he a black king? He lied about it. Bitch, you would too. Bitch, you would too. You would fucking lie about it too. Who the fuck wants to tell the world that they're bisexual By force. Who the fuck wants to do that? Who the fuck want to tell the world they're bisexual after the world sees pictures of them being face down, ass up. With fucking um, needles all around and shit. And and white powder all over the place. Who the fuck wants to do that? You would lie too. You wouldn't know what to do, bitch. Like that's fucking human nature. You would lie too. Who the fuck would want to come out under those circumstances? Not me. Not I. So... He obviously had to come out and talk about this because this is somebody who obviously wants to continue their career as a politician. Um, so he had to come out. But, you know, do you feel that he was forced or do you feel that he should have been transparent from the beginning? And I feel like that's where I'm just in the middle because obviously I do feel he was forced, but do I feel like he should have been transparent from the get-go about, you know, his sexuality? Hmm. I don't know. I don't when I
2: know. Had overdose. I thought dead.
0: Let's they see what he me. had to say about his like, sexuality.
2: No, I Qualifier. I... Sure. Putting yourself in a position
1: as a politician mm. or anything, a person where you. Or compromise that someone could leak out a picture. That you could be blackmailed, That your family could be hurt in this way.
2: Yeah.
1: That's the relevant part here. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want people to know about the purpose? Your intention?
0: I do want to talk about this real quick before I go to him talking about sexuality. I will say this. Andrew Gillum, you were irresponsible. It was irresponsible of you to do what you did how you did it. You got to be cleaner than that. Like, you got to be cleaner than that, especially if you're not being transparent as a politician, as a public figure. Because whether we want to admit it or not, politicians, there are just rules to the game. Like, it's rules to the game. And whether we want to admit it or not, as progressive as we think we are, we're re- we really have a long fucking way to go especially judging by the responses of how people responded to this entire thing from the beginning. you know I mean people still don't understand and we'll get to that but you were you were messy and you should have been more responsible, especially as a politician, as a husband, as a human being in general. you should never put yourself in a position like this where you can potentially, potentially (laughs) you could potentially you know I'm saying just lose control of a situation and something like this unravels like it just was so irresponsible and that's really my main thing with him and I hope that he knows that and I, I and you know judging by the interview he has taken accountability but still motherfucker we need you to be you know just have more um decorum shit you know what i mean like have more decorum screen screen your friends like come on like this was a fucking mess so let's skip to where he talks about his uh sexuality in the interview um let me find a soundbite chat let me find a soundbite girl this was a good-ass interview this was a good-ass
2: interview validated and i felt like the love that i have between my wife and i my family but most important the authenticity that i tried to lead with was all in question at this point. And not even in question anymore, something else had been assumed by that. Mm. And to be very honest with you, when you didn't ask the question, um, you put it out there, is whether or not I identify as gay, and the answer is I don't identify as gay, but I do identify as bisexual. Mm. And that is something that I have never shared publicly before.
0: Mm. Yes, Black King, you better know your fucking self. And I uploaded a clip of myself saying that while watching him, and so many people, oh, Black King, Black King, he cheated on his wife, he was doing bad. he was... I feel that it was a kingly thing to do. It was a good thing to do for him to just own up to it. Like, just say it. At this point, because... I didn't know what to expect from this interview. I think a lot of us who knew this interview was coming out were probably expecting, you know, the politician answers. You know, I was drugged and I don't know what happened and I love my wife and... But him and his wife, him, he came through and he said, listen, y'all, I likes dick, okay? From time to time, I likes me a little pussy. Hence why I'm married. I might like the pussy more, but make no doubt about it. I likes me a Vienna sausage. I likes that. That's why I, I love it. I likes it. I want it. <laughs> and I, I'm really, really happy that he stepped forward and he just admitted to that. Because a lot of these politicians be LGBTQ. Okay, like I I think it's time, like it's time that we fucking be real with ourselves. A lot of these politicians, a lot of these male politicians are gay. A lot of these female politicians are lesbians. A lot of them are bisexual. And for whatever the reason, they still can't come out and say that shit. We are in fucking 2020. The world is coming to an end. And, 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 motherfuckers still can't be their real selves in this society. And I don't understand why, like, I don't understand why this is still a thing. And, and another thing that I don't understand the whole coming out term, like, I really want that. I'm coming out, like, I really want that shit to be dead. It is fucking 2020. And to me, coming out has a very negative connotation to it. It just does. It has a very negative connotation. And because it still has that negative connotation, it makes it a bad thing. Thus, making being gay still a bad thing. Being bisexual still a bad thing. It's like, what the fuck? Why is this still a fucking thing? Why? Why do we care? I mean, y'all, because I don't give a fuck. Why do y'all care? Why do you fucking care who somebody is fucking, who somebody is in love with? I don't give a fuck. As long as you're not out here molesting and raping children or molesting and raping anybody. I truly don't give a fuck who you love and who you have sex with. That is your business. It, it really shouldn't be our business. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I do feel that while I do feel he was forced to come out, I feel like politicians really should be transparent in a sense. Not saying that they have to tell us that they gay, straight or whatever, but just live their lives and let their lives speak for them for it. Like let their lives speak for them. Why the fuck do we have to give a fuck who they fuck and who they love? Like that's none of our business. It's none of my business. It's none of my business. Mind your business. You know, the world would be such a beautiful place if motherfuckers would just mind their business. Mind your fucking business. Mind the business that pays you mind the business that actually affects your everyday life who andrew Gillum is fucking has no thing to do with you absolutely nothing and it has nothing to do with his politics it has nothing to do with him as the governor because you are for so damn sure that when he runs again bitch i'm voting bitch i'm gonna reinstate my florida license and i'm gonna vote for his ass and bitch i look forward to him becoming a future the future president of barack obama's united states bitch i i'm still hopeful about that because we've seen a lot of these politicians do some disgusting things and they still made it to Barack Obama's White House. Look at who the fuck we got in the White House right now. We got a fucking orange motherfucker who was grabbing people, grabbing women by their pussies. That's the real scandal. That's the real scandal. Grabbing women by the fucking pussies. And we have a new allegation coming out all the fucking time. Okay? There's no telling what else Trump has done. What's his name? What's the guy's name that was in um, that Netflix documentary um, this year? Oh, Lord, I can't believe I'm already forgetting his name. Lord, what was the guy's name? Um, The guy who was raping all of those young girls. And we found out that... Uh, he had his own island and, um, Jeffrey Epstein. Woo! There's no telling what the fuck Trump and Jeffrey Epstein were up to. They were really good friends. They were neighbors down at West Palm Beach. Always throwing galas and galas or whatever the fuck, however you pronounce that shit, having young girls in and out the house all the time. We know Jeffrey Epstein's story. We know. I mean, uh, you know, I gotta say allegedly before the, before Trump sent his damn lawyers my way, but allegedly we know that Jeffrey Epstein did not commit suicide in that motherfucking jail cell. I find it very. Co- I find it very interesting. That when Jeffrey Epstein was finally arrested and there was all this evidence piling up on him and a lot of that evidence showed that Trump was frequenting Jeffrey Epstein at Jeffrey Epstein's home, Jeffrey Epstein's private island, that all of a sudden Jeffrey done died. Jeffrey done killed himself. Listen. We have a fucking rapist in the White House right now. So don't come and tell me about Andrew Gillum sucking dick down to a hotel room drunk. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Dick is nice. I don't blame Andrew for sucking dick. I don't suck. Have you sucked dick before? Have you tasted a dick? Dick tastes nice. Dick tastes good. I don't blame him for sucking dick down to the hotel room. Now, should he have been more? Should he have had more decorum? Yes, he should have as a person of public service. But, bitch, I don't give a fuck how many dick he done sucked. We have a whole rapist in the fucking White House. So I look forward to Andrew Gillum cleaning his fucking image up and taking the race for the White House, point blank. Period. I don't give a fuck what y'all gotta say. This whole thing was a scheme that Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit. I said what the fuck I said, period. Okay. Um, Another thing I want to get into is why is it so hard for people to believe when a man says he's bisexual? And I really want to talk about that really quickly because um, just the other day I was having a chit chat with a friend of mine. And we were talking a little bit about the Andrew Gillum thing. And he's like, nah, that nigga gay, that nigga gay. He ain't ain't no bisexual. That nigga gay, that nigga gay. And it's like, why can't a black man be bisexual? Why? It's so easy for us to believe when women come out as bisexual. Is it because the aesthetic is sexier and more fantasy-like when women say they're bisexual? Why the fuck is it so hard for people to believe it when a man says he's bisexual? Why? Why? (laughs) Like, what is the problem? What is the issue? Um, I like that in the Tamron Hall interview, um, his wife said what she said, and she talked about how, first of all, I like how she touched on the fact that what happened to Andrew would've never happened would have never happened to a woman if someone had pictures of a woman a female politician in a hotel room in the position that Andrew was in that probably most likely would have never never ever ever been released and the response wouldn't have been the same she would have been a victim especially if she were a white woman she would have been a victim oh my god who did this to her but because it was Andrew Gillum a man a black man he was immediately villainized? You know, that's something to think about. And then why is the response just immediately that there's no way that he could be gay? I I really want to touch on that really quick. I want to go to this soundbite that I really, really like. He's crying.
1: Very private with certain things. Is that why you did not want him to reveal that he told you? long Mm. before your marriage that he was bisexual?
3: Um, Not even that he told me, just for him to have to say it. Mm. I don't think it's anyone's business.
0: Mm. None of our business. I don't
3: think it's fair to people who are not heterosexual or not assumed heterosexual that they should ever have to say or disclose what they are
2: Mm. because of Mm. how
3: judgmental people are. Mm. Um, I also know, and I think he mentioned it to you, that So many people just don't understand bisexuality. They Mm. think they can wrap their heads around gay. But bisexuality is
1: just something different. How Mm. were you able to understand it when he presented it to you and then ultimately proposed Mm -hmm. and said, but you're the one, I I think he said he told you, I choose you. Right. I just believe that
3: love and sexuality exist on a spectrum. Mm. Um, All I care about is... What's between us and what agreement do we make to be in relationship with each other?
0: Listen, I I really... First of all, RJ, again, if you have a chance to watch this interview, please watch this interview. RJ handled this interview so well. But so many people still had backlash even for her, saying that she's lying for her husband... And that she's covering up for him. And it's like, you know what? That might be true. Shit, this all could be a scheme that Andrew set up (laughs) to come to us with the bullshit. (laughs) But why is it so hard to believe that maybe, just maybe, she knew that her husband was doing the bending? (laughs) If you've ever seen, if you've ever seen um, that Tyler Perry movie with. uh, for color girls, when um, <laughs> when Janet Jackson's <laughs> wave. I gotta I gotta pull up the clip now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now I gotta pull up the clip um, when Janet Jackson's um, husband tells her, tells her that you know, you know, he's been he's been on his Andrew Gillum shit, and it goes like this like that how did you marry a woman you gay hold on let me start I don't know this this shouldn't be funny but it's funny to me because this shit is so like this shit is so out of line but listen to this are you gay how you gonna ask me a question like that how did you marry a woman and then turn around and let a man you over. Lord. Ain't nobody bending me over. Oh, so so you doing the bending? I'm sorry. Tyler Perry is... Tyler Perry. Oh, so you doing the bending? Tyler Perry, please. Okay? Please. But you see, Why is it so I feel like with Andrew Gillum and RJ, I feel like a lot of people see their relationship just like how the clip the clip I just played for y'all where they really think that she was betrayed by her husband, that he cheated on her. You know, if you watch the full interview, she talks about the fact that she was in Miami, just like not too far from Andrew. She knew he was meeting up like she knew what time it was. She's known from the beginning of their relationship that he is a man who likes women and men. Like, she knew he was bisexual from the jump. Why is it so hard for people to grasp that? And she answered that question. People just don't have the range. People are still trying to wrap their heads around gay. Like, people are still trying to understand gay we're still having this stupid ass um um discussion from time to time about whether you're born with it or whether you're not it's like people still cannot wrap their heads around it and so bisexuality Uh -uh, uh-uh uh-uh what Uh uh-uh like people just still cannot grasp they don't have the range to address bisexuality and that is why Andrew Gillum could not say shit to y'all niggas cause y'all niggas do not understand like y'all just really don't get it you don't get it um there's this black mirror episode that I love uh it's probably my favorite it's probably my favorite black mirror episode and um what is the title of this episode woohoo What is the title of this episode striking vipers oh my gosh if you've never seen striking vipers it's it's a must see it's a must see what i love about striking vipers is you see two homeboys who basically end up falling for each other but one of them is married and they fall for each other over a video game like they start having sex with each other in this virtual (laughs) video game you know the one with the wife is basically cheating on his wife every time he logs on to his playstation 5 and that's why ladies don't be buying that motherfucking playstation 5 because these niggas be cheating these niggas be these niggas finna get on that fucking ps5 and link up with their homegirl and they finna fuck they, that, that homegirl that they say, oh, that's just my sis, my sis. They gonna be on there fucking they sis and fucking they bros. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But these two basically link up um, in this video game and they start having sex with each other virtually. So the one that's married is cheating on his wife with his best friend. And it tears their relationship both relationships just go through this fucking rollercoaster like it's it's the best black mirror episode i've ever seen like it's my favorite but i feel like what i love about the black this black mirror episode is it 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 basically dives into the spectrum of sexuality like sexuality is such a complicated thing like and the older I get the more I realize this like I'm 30 but I'm still like I feel so childlike what I think about even my sexuality there are some things that when I was younger I said I'd never do and honey child you fold me up in a pretzel now you child you I'm doing the bending I'm bending I'm doing like it's just a lot like it's a lot sexuality is such a complicated thing and it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing when people don't give it such a a negative connotation and I feel like the reason why a black man can't be bisexual is because Sexuality, just in general, is something that a lot of people don't understand. Maybe it's, you know, a lot of cultures for cultural reasons, for spiritual reasons, for religious reasons. We just don't have the range to understand sexuality. And I just, I really just really want to talk about that today. Like just sexuality in general, like do you feel that you're completely comfortable and do you feel that you have a complete understanding of the spectrum of sexuality? Have you allowed yourself to explore your sexuality? I'll say I'm one of those people. I just feel like I just haven't to this day. I still feel like for me, like kissing a girl, I would never do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm one of, like, the few of my homegirls who has never kissed a girl. I've fantasized about it. Like, I've literally fantasized about kissing a girl. But I have never done it. It's still like, ugh! It's like, oh, my God, cooties. Like, I just would never do it. Ugh, I, I couldn't eat coochie because I don't want nobody else coochie juice on me. Like, I just, like, I just have all these different thoughts about it. And it's like, I'm I'm, I'm immature, I'm sexually immature, and I feel like a lot of people are sexually immature, which is why there's still this, I'm coming out. There's still this black men this and black men that and black men, or uh, men in general can't be bisexual. They gotta be gay. It's just, oh my God, like we as a whole are just so sexually immature. Let me know what you think about this today's subject. You know, do you agree? Do you feel like society in general is sexually immature? Um, do you feel that Andrew Gillum is telling the truth about his bisexuality and about his wife being aware? And, you know, do you see him having a future in politics even after this? Let me know what you guys think. This is episode four of Shut the Fuck Up, Jesse. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can hit me up on email at shuttfupjesse <laughs> at gmail.com. You can follow me on social media, the Jesse Woo, on most platforms. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll catch up soon. Cheers.